the Shifts to Success podcast, a show about business, entrepreneurship, and the people who've made remarkable shifts in their lives. Welcome to the Shifts to Success podcast. I'm your host, Alex Siri, and I'm also the founder of a business training company, as well as the best-selling author of a business book called Police Officer to Entrepreneur. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking all about niching uh, and why you should seriously consider having a niche for your business. So the reason for this episode is because a lot of people are, um, they have FOMO when it comes to niching, you know, the fear of missing out. They're scared that they're going to limit their opportunity when it comes to niching. So I'm going to share with you some benefits um, and my thoughts on niching and why you should seriously consider it in business. You know, I see people who have been in business, you know, five years plus and they're still, you know, going through the mud you know, they haven't got the basics nailed. They're not speaking to an ideal, specific target customer. And then I see people who've been in business two years and who are absolutely smashing it because they did the basics, they did the fundamental. And that's an important note. Um, you know, I'm probably going to do an episode on this in itself, but humility in business is so bloody important. You know, I don't care if you've been in business five, 10 years right? What I care about is results and so should you. You should care about results. You should care about the results you get for your customers, not how long you've been in business. That is not a metric to see how much you know about business whatsoever, okay? What I care about, what your customers care about and what you should really care about is results, okay? As I've mentioned, I've seen people in business, you've been in business a year, two years, who are absolutely crushing it because they've learned what to do. Those who've been in business five years, they're still going through the mud because they're not willing to learn. They haven't got humility. They haven't got a flexible approach, being open-minded to gaining results for their own lives and business. Now, before I go on to the benefits of niching, um, I just want to say a few things first around niching. Um, A lot of people think that niching means small, and that's just not the case whatsoever. A niche means specialized or specific, okay? Um, I know people who have got, um, you know, millions in their niche, um, but they are specific with that niche. And you've also got people with a much smaller niche, you know, 100,000, 200,000. But again, they are specific as well. An example of this is myself with Shifts to Success. When I started off with Shifts to Success, we primarily helped police officers. That was our niche, okay? There was about 140-ish serving in the UK at the time when I started the company. And then I've got clients who, you know, um, who are helping people in the LGBT community. Again, that's a that's a much bigger um, niche, sorry, but again, it's very specific, okay? So that's what I want to get from first is but the very specific niches. It doesn't necessarily mean small. Um, and also, if you have a, um, such a small um, group of target customer, a small niche, then unfortunately, you may not have the demand and the sustainability going forward. Now, when it comes to a niche as well, um, a lot of people think they have to say no to working with people who are outside of their niche, okay? The key thing is, is that it's your business. You get to do what the hell you want, okay? But you don't have to say no to working with people who are outside of your niche, okay? And niche is reflected typically through your marketing and advertising. Now, let me show you an example. If we're all in a massive crowd right now, there's about 200 people in the crowd, 
We can't really see each other, whoever you are, listen to this episode. Um, and I shout your name, whoever you are, listen to this episode. Chances are you're going to look around, okay, and look for who's shouting your name. That's what we want to think about when it comes to marketing our business when we have a niche in mind. When we're speaking to an ideal target customer, a niche, a specific group of people or person, um, whether that's going to be on YouTube, podcasts, Facebook ads, Facebook groups, Instagram, etc., those type of people are going to say to themselves, that's me. This company helps me and they're going to look around, okay? They're going to be attracted to it because essentially you're calling that type of person. So really, you do not have to say no to those who want to work with you but are outside of your niche, okay? You have a choice. You can accept people, of course. Even though it's not your ideal target customer, you can still work with other people outside of your niche. An example of this is when I started Shift Success again, you know, in our first, I think our first year of intakes, cohorts, we had a nurse join us. Now, our marketing was nothing to do with nurses at the time, nothing to do with the NHS at the time whatsoever. But instead, we attracted, um, through a referral, um, a person who wanted to work with um, us at Shift Success. And this person was a, as a nurse. Now, I had a choice to accept this person or to say no. And of course, I accepted them because our intentions were to work with nurses in the future. And that leads me on to uh, my next point I want to make, which is a niche can be where you start, not where you finish. As I've mentioned, a lot of people are scared of uh, missing opportunity when it comes to niching, and that's because they think they're limiting their market. And I'll go into the benefits of niching uh, later on in this episode, but a niche is where you start, not where you finish, especially if you want to scale your business. As an example, you know, Richard Branson, he started off with helping um, people in school with uh, magazines. He used to start selling school magazines, right? Then as he went on, he had Virgin Cola, Virgin Music, Virgin Holidays, Virgin Insurance, Virgin um, Travel, and all these other um, businesses that he's involved in now, okay? What he did was niche, pivot, niche, pivot, niche, pivot. And that's why I want you to come from in your mindset if you intend to scale, okay? If you look at Shift's success, as I mentioned um, earlier, you know, we start off with police officers, then we scaled to the NHS, then, of course, we went to, um, you know, the fire service, um, and then we've scaled and started to work with the public sector as a whole. Now, the key thing here is that you want to get results in uh, with a group of people, a specific group of people first, and then pivot, okay? So be well-known within a, um, a community, a, 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 a demographic of people. Get results there. Get money in your bank through the sales, through the custom of those groups of people. And then from that, you can then start pivoting to other markets, okay? Now, you might be another person who wants to stay with your niche, and that's completely fine as well. You know, I know some of our clients who want to work with a particular niche forever, and they love that, okay? And that's okay as well. Just bear in mind, if you want massive scale, that may limit your opportunities, okay? So a niche is where you start, not where you finish. You can niche and then pivot as you grow Uh, personally and professionally, okay, once you started to get results in one niche area, one niche focus, you can then go on to another niche focus and, you know, capitalize on market share. 
Now, when it comes to a target customer or a target niche, um, it's important that we do get specific, as I mentioned, and there's a few ways of doing that um, when it comes to, you know, even research into your niche, but also when it goes out there to marketing on certain platforms like Facebook ads, for example. Facebook ads, you know, I'll go into later, but they actually encourage you to um, get these things in place to make your marketing uh, a bit more effective, okay? So these things come down to demographics and psychographics, okay? Both key when it comes to um, nailing your niche, okay? So demographics are certain things such as uh, quantifiable statistics and information, okay, um, on your on your target customer, your target niche. And this could be things like age, gender, location, or, or nationality, okay? An example, um, you know, again, could be, and they earn around £90,000 per annum. Um, they could be married, um, they're female, they live in uh, London, and their business is that they're a sales director, okay? That's what I mean by demographics. Now, with psychographics, it's a bit different. Psychographics is a more in-depth analysis of your niche, okay, of your ideal target customer. And these are things like attitudes, aspirations, likes, dislikes, their stresses and challenges, okay? So these could be things like, you know, they are a disciplined saver, they're disciplined with their money, um, they like to go um, and uh, jet ski, okay, that's a hobby they might have, um, they enjoy to learn reading, or they enjoy reading and learning new things. They have a dog, that could be a psychographic. Um, they also like to ride horses, okay? That could be an other psychographic, okay? So again, we're really getting to know our customer, okay? Now you know those points, I kind of want to go into the benefits of having a niche, okay? Or starting off with a niche. Uh, and the first one is that you can become an industry leader, okay? You are known for doing something. And when that happens you raise your influence and also you're recognized for getting results for a certain niche, okay? And also with this is that you end up getting a lot more referrals because when it comes to a niche, typically that niche will hang around with people just like them. And when that happens, they'll recommend you, of course, if you've done a good job, to your business, okay? So becoming an industry leader, you're gonna stand out way above the competition um, and you're not gonna fight for business, okay? Because you're known for that area. Now, as an example of this, um, I'm gonna use one of our clients, her name's Katie Saywell. Um, Katie Saywell um, is the founder of The Dogs Code. And The Dogs Code are a specialized and specific dog training company that work with dashhounds and their owners. Now, I own two dashhounds myself, okay? I love the little things. And if I had problems with my dashhounds, okay, and I'm in the market for looking for someone to help me with my dashhounds, I'm on Google, I come across several companies that say, we can help you with your dog problems, okay, as a general. And then I come across Katie, who says, I can help you with your dash hound problems, which one, as a dash hound owner, do you think I'm going to be pulled to? I'm going to be pulled to Katie's business, okay, because they can help me. I resonate with that marketing because I've got dash hounds. That, that niche is me. I'm fitting myself into that, okay? 
And the example I used earlier, Katie shouting out in the crowd and I am looking round as a dash hound owner, okay? Another example, and by the way, before I go on to the next example, Katie is crushing it. If you're listening, Katie, amazing, amazing job. For those who don't know, Katie has started this business about two years ago. Um, She's scaled the business. She's resigned from her job now. And she is uh, crushing it in the world of, of business and entrepreneurship. She works with uh, customers globally, and she's making a real positive impact in the lives of her customers um, and the lives of Dashhounds. Uh, and yeah, so just hats off to Katie. So another example is another one of our clients, okay? And you'll see a common theme here is that we really teach niching as a part of our curriculum at Shift Success, okay? Another example is Lorna Reeves. Now, Lorna is the founder of My Oh My Weddings, okay? Which specifically helps the LGBT community with their wedding planning, have the most perfect day for them, okay? Now, If you are a part of the LGBT community and you are getting married and you come across several wedding planning services, okay, who can help you wedding planning, they help everyone who's getting uh, married, Um, but then you come across Lorna who, who, from a marketing perspective, helps the LGBT community and their problems associated with that, with their wedding, which one do you think you're going to be attracted to, Okay. Remember, you're in the LGBT community, you're passionate about that community, you're passionate about who you are as a person, who are you going to work with? Of course, and it works time and time again for Lorna, you're going to be pulled to her services because her niche focus, her marketing advertising help that demographic of people, okay? And again, Lorna is crushing it in the entrepreneurial space. She's now found another business called My On My Events. And again, she's got a niche focus there as well. So by becoming an industry leader, you are going to get more referrals, okay? You're going to stand out because people surround themselves with people just like them. If I've got a dash hound, I know other people who've got dash hounds. Um, If you're in the LGBT community, you're going to know others who are in the LGBT community. And also, if you're a police officer, right, you're going to hang around other police officers. If you're a nurse, you're going to hang around other nurses. So having a niche uh, is really key because you're going to become an industry leader. So the next benefit is that you're going to save money, meaning your marketing, because it's more effective, because you're niching um, due to the demographics and psychographics, which, by the way, things like Facebook ads encourage you to insert those things into their platform because they want their ads to work as much as possible. And that's a hint in itself. If a massive company like Facebook, you know, who have spent billions on their research and development into this type of thing who generate most of their revenue from our ads and they're encouraging us to type in a niche a demographic and psychographic that is a hint in itself because they want it to work because they get more revenue okay so again model success you know the niching i can't bang on about anymore is so key for your business but Because your marketing is going to be more effective, it's ultimately going to be cheaper, okay? You're going to essentially get more bang for your book. When you're trying to target a large and widespread audience, you'll find that your budget that you may have may not actually reach, you know, go far, okay? And you don't want that because you're going to be spending money and pissing up the wall when essentially you can be a lot more specific and get a lot more results, okay? 
So one of the last key benefits that I want to share with you, and by the way, there's a lot, quite a few little benefits I've been mentioning throughout the whole episode, but with this one, it's all about competition. So a lot of people worry about competition, and a lot of the competition out there leave a lot of opportunity on the table, okay? They're not serving markets which allow you to capitalize uh, and fill in that gap within the market, okay, by going down that niche. Um, but because of that, and essentially you're being specific with the type of people you help, you're going to take up market share for that type of customer, okay? Because you're not going for everyone. You're not going for the type of customers your competition are going for. You're going for a an area of focus, an area of customer focus where your competition isn't focusing at all, okay? So again, if you're trying to you know, compete with some of the big companies out there, then unfortunately, you're not probably going to make traction, okay, because they've got bigger budgets, they've also got um, more um, market trust because they've been in the marketplace a much longer time. Instead, if you focus and be specialized with a target customer uh, with a niche focus, you're going to minimize uh, competition, okay? You're not going to be competing against those people. So hopefully, that makes sense. So an example of this is an entrepreneur called Michael Dubin. Now, Michael Dubin is the founder of uh, the Dollar Shave Club, and he's got a phenomenal uh, YouTube ad. If if you want to type in the Dollar Shave Club um, ad, um, it's a really funny ad that gained massive traction. Um, I think he went viral, in fact. But with Michael Dubin, what he did was actually looked at things like Gillette, um, which is typically a premium um, you know, shaver for men and women. Um, instead, he looked, okay, what about the people who don't want a premium shaver? Okay, what about the people who are busy, they're on the go, you know, the people who haven't got time to go into Walmart or um, Costco or any of the other American shops? And what about the people who don't want to spend 30, 40, 50, 60, 100 dollars on a shave. What about the people who just want to get the job done and just want to get the beard off the face, right? Um, so what he did was launch that. It went phenomenally well. Long story short, he sold the company for one billion dollars. Okay, by just identifying a gap in the market, a niche focus. He didn't com- try and compete with Gillette, um, which eventually he did, of course, because he took so much market share. But that his intentions at the beginning wasn't starting off with to compete with Gillette. It was just to get uh, or serve an audience, serve a niche, okay? So if you are selling uh, B2B types of services and products, you know, you're a business selling to another business, um, just bear in mind if your niche is SMEs or business owners, just bear in mind there are 5.9 million businesses in the UK at the minute, okay? Um, So although it's specific, and I've mentioned that already, try and be a bit more specific with that because there's 5.9 million businesses, you know, in the UK and there's all different types of businesses. So think about if you're going to work with nutritional companies, it could be physical product businesses, it could be service-based businesses, it could be businesses with a um, a, a team of 12, a business with a team of five, a business producing a certain kind of revenue. So there's loads of things you can think about in relation to niche uh, niche focus when it comes to um, B2B type of businesses, okay? So don't just try and say SMEs because really that's just, you may as well just say people, right? You may as well just say I help people because there's so many of them. So just be a bit more focused with that. 
Also, you may be a business right now where you've been in business a while and you've got loads of different customers um, and they all vary, right? They all vary right now in um, in different things, right? Um, there, One might be in a completely different industry or sector uh, to the other. And you're thinking, Jesus, where's the niche here? Well, what I like to say here is to look for the common theme within them. So just like I just mentioned with the businesses, do they have a certain amount of team members? Are they service-based? Um, do they have a certain amount of revenue? Um, do they do they help a particular type of market, okay? So really look for the common themes amongst all of your current customers. And in that, potentially, you can find psychographics and demographics, which ultimately are going to bring about a niche, okay? So I hope that helps if you're already in business and um, you have a variety of different customers. There will be a common theme throughout them, and you just got to identify that what that common theme is. So guys, I hope this episode helps. I hope you've got value from it. I hope it shifted your perspective when it comes to niching and hopefully I've portrayed the benefits of uh, niching as well. Um, and yeah, you know, I want to see how it goes for you. I, I know it's had a profound effect on my business and some of our clients that shift success. Um, and I just want to leave with this. If you're in business right now and if you try to go for everyone, attempting to get anyone, you're going to wind up with no one. Okay, really think about that. If you're trying to appeal to everyone, you're going to appeal to no one. And also at the same time, a product for everyone is also a product for no one. So really consider that as well. Okay, especially if you're just starting out, we want you to have a niche focus so you can pivot and scale if you want to. So guys, that's it for this episode. Again, I hope you got some value from this. I hope it shifted your perspective when it comes to niching and give you that confidence to niche and also get rid of that fear of missing out mentality. Um, I know it's had an effect on my business positively and also the effect on our clients at Shift Success. And I know if you just take the time, and I know it can be frustrating when it comes to niching, if you take the time to do this, do research, it's going to set you up for a winning and hopefully a sustainable business going forward. Thanks for listening. Um, guys, if you have got value from this, please do leave a review. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. And also, if you have any suggestions of what you want me to cover next, please email me at alex at shifts to success. And I'm going to see you on the next episode.